how's my beautiful black people doing? Oh, we, we are great. great. I'm over here dealing with an active ass puppy. You're going to have to be still, brother. You cannot, still, listen, if you're going to be a part of the plant wind down, you need to behave. All right, listen, I'm we, still. We're going on a hike later today so that he can. Yo, that's what's up. That's what's yeah. up. <laughs> you're not about to stay up there, Jay. I know. Y'all know why you trying to make him sit in your lap? Listen, I'm pat, and I'm patting his butt like he a baby. You know how you pat a baby's butt. <laughs> All right, calm down. <laughs> I'm so excited about this. I am excited that everybody's video is working. Jay, remember the last, <laughs> the last time we tried to do this? And we hit record and it's still doing good. So that's good. I'm that's like, good all right, this is working. Y'all, yeah. this is exciting. I am so excited for this episode. I'm excited that y'all are the first video episode that we are going to be doing to kick off the new year. Um, and I'm also very excited about who's on the podcast today, our special guest that we have. So welcome to the Plant Wind Down podcast. Welcome to 2022. We are excited about what we have in store for y'all this year. We're going to cut up. Real talk. Um, if y'all listen to Jade and I on the podcast already, you know we don't have any sense. And Cosmo, Cosmo, I'm about to put him in the garage. Sorry, y'all. I'm about to put him in the garage for a little bit. Hush. How you do your kids? Um, don't you see me recording? Be quiet. Talking to the dog. <laughs> but we have some things in store for y'all. This conversation today is going to be remarkable. It is going to be remarkable because I feel like the question is not asked enough. Um, the topic is not discussed enough, yet everybody has something to say when ain't nobody asked them not a thing, right? Minding their business. Um, you know, folks love to chastise, <laughs> but they don't like to think, you know, in depth and critically about what it is that we're going to discuss today. So I am your girl, Brown Skin Plant Mama, and I'm going to allow for my lovely host to introduce herself as well. Hey, y'all. I am Jay, the Black Plant Chick, um, and I'm excited about this. I tried to, like, get rid of all of the toxic energy that I had that came from this last relationship I was in so that I can come into this one with an open heart and an open mind and listen and receive oh, wow. the message that these black men have for us <laughs> today. I ain't gonna hold you to y'all. Like this, this last situation I got out of did some numbers on me. So, but I love black men. I love relationships. I still want to get married, like all of those great things. So I'm excited about this evening or this well, afternoon morning for me. Listen, I'm excited too. And I've been in a whole ass marriage and long-term relationship for 16 years. <laughs> Listen, I've been like, somebody else tell me what the fuck. Tell me <laughs> some shit so I can know. But if y'all have included in, right, we're talking about love. We're talking about black love. And particularly, we are asking the question and the theme around this episode is around how to love a black man. And we're going to hear from them, y'all. We're going to hear it directly from their mouths. I'm going to allow for our guests to introduce themselves. Please tell us your name, where you're currently located, what is your current relationship status, um, and something that you're looking forward to in terms of the conversation today. 
But I will, before you guys do that, I want to say something. I'm I'm a, I'm a podcast junkie. I'm always listening to podcasts. Um, and I've heard many conversations where women hosts bring on men to get their perspectives on situations. And then when they begin to hear things that they don't like, they always interrupt those men from talking. But you won't get that here today. We are here to no. actually listen. We're going to be quiet because I can't stand it. If you ask a man his perspective, allow that man to speak. If you don't like it, so be it. So I just want to say that's not what's going to happen on this show today. Yeah, we're not doing that. We're not doing that. I need to think of my no single is because of what now? Shit. Right. You, right. Well, I have to listen to that. We can have a conversation after this so I can tell you what happened in this relationship. And you're going to be like, oh, no, he was up to some bullshit. So, hmm. I'll just say that. I'm ready to pull up. But that's another story for another day. Um, let's go ahead and do some introductions. Um, Marcus, I'm going to ask you to go ahead and go first. All right. So Marcus Knights, living in Seattle from Chicago originally. Um, currently married, uh, eight years. Beautiful wife, Mia. Been together 13 years total. Have a lovely son, Langston. He's uh, five years old. And looking to get out of this conversation, is that what, was that the question? What are we looking to get out of this? Yeah. Um, just another man, man's perspective and, and women's perspective as well. Um, I think that this is a journey that we are all on together and we need, need to be open-minded. And, and I think that uh, this, this topic is something that's going to be fluid and, and changing. And so just being receptive to those changes. Real talk. Nice, nice. Brother TR. So I am... I am TR, real name Toussaint Richards, located in New York City, been with my other half. I didn't say my better, my better half because we share things equally. We've been together for 19 years, strong, healthy, happy 19 years. There's some rough parts, but we get through it because love conquer all. And I'm here to learn from everyone on this platform and bring whatever knowledge I can to, you know, this microphone here. It's going to be fun. Listen, I'm excited. I get to see these men, particularly TR, in a different facet. Um, we're talking about relationships and we're not talking about plants. Um, so I'm like, bruh, I need to hear <laughs> what you And he's have a great storyteller. Say. He's a great storyteller. Um, and one of the things that I love about these two men individually, um, Marcus and I go back almost 20 years. Um, we went to college together. TR and I go back nice. a whole year and a half. Solid. <laughs> Solid. That's right. We met in these laid our foundation street. <laughs> uh, it's like when we met and had conversations, it was like brother and sister united you know, for, we didn't even know, you know, it's just an immediate click. But one of the things that I'm excited about is these two men are, we'll give it to you straight. <laughs> there is no sugar coating. There is no beating around anybody's garden, bush, tree, uh, whatever it might be. <laughs> They're going to be very honest with us in this conversation. So when I tell y'all to gear up and get ready um, bring your notepads out, bring your, your notes app on your phone out because they're going to share some things with you that you may want to take back. And if you're in a relationship to maybe go and discuss with your significant other. And if you're not some things to ponder on as you navigate the life of, you know, um, looking to find or secure yourself in a relationship that's healthy. Um, but I'm going to allow for my co-host to go ahead and ask 
the first question um, of our guests and you both can feel free to answer it um, individually. You can pass whatever. If you have something to interject, this conversation is going to be fluid for us um, and we're just here to learn. So Jade, I'm going to hand it over to you. Oh my God. Okay, girl. Um, <laughs> okay, so <laughs> sorry, y'all. Um, we're going to get into the misconceptions of loving a Black man. Um, and only you guys can tell us really what those are. And so I just want to allow you, anyone, to sort of jump in and let's run down some common misconceptions of loving a Black man. TR, you look like you got something on, on, on your mind already. I mean, we still have misconceptions. I thought, you know, we came a long way and we had things figured out, but I guess we don't. But um, some of the misconceptions, uh, that's quite interesting that you asked that because growing up, it was always black men are just not good enough. You know, and we heard that a lot. Well, I know I heard that a lot coming up in my time. It was always like what we do isn't good enough, even though. You know, we can do the nine to five, be educated, provide for the family. It's just not good enough. And sometimes I think it's the standards that we hold as individuals, whether it's coming from the female perspective or the male perspective. Sometimes it's just too high. Now, there's nothing wrong with having high standards as well as there's nothing wrong with settling. If you understand what I'm saying. So. I don't really believe that there's a misconception per se. I just think that standards is just too high when it comes to certain individuals. If that makes sense to you. No, it does. A hundred percent. And it kind of makes me think about Kevin Samuels when you said that, um, that standard thing, but I'm going to let you go ahead. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I definitely agree to you with, with, uh, with hearing that, you know, we weren't good enough, things like that. Like, you know, um, way back when, really, in my in my opinion, but those were things that I heard growing up. Um, right. Another misconception that I've that I think of though is um, uh, that that men don't need to show love, right? Like like that was one that I that I heard that um, for a long tough. time. Yeah, we, we have to be tough. We have to have thick skin, and you know all these things. And and I, I lived that for a long time, thinking that that was the way. And then I'm realizing, like, damn, what's wrong with me? Right. <laughs> you know, so right. breaking down some of those barriers that that um that exist or misconceptions, like you call them, I think is really important because once you're able to just be receptive to to other viewpoints, then you can actually grow with with your relationship and with love. Yeah, hundred yeah. percent. I like that you mentioned the showing love thing. I thought we had moved past that too at one point um, because I remember growing up and always being like, oh, you be a, you know, be a bo- big boy. You ain't got to cry. Don't cry. Don't, you know, all this stuff. And I thought at some point, like as more and more women are raising their sons, like we would have moved past that. But I remember this one incident at my son's football game and this mom, this boy, he got hit really hard and I know it hurt. It hurt me to see it. But the mom was just like, nah, man, shake that shit off. We don't do that punk shit. We don't cry. I was like, oh, no. Like, this, we're still doing this. And, like, he tried his hardest to, like, shake it off. But you could tell he was hurting. I mean, she was pushing him. I'm just like, damn, like, we're we're still doing this. And that's huge. And it just, it travels on with our boys, our black boys, throughout life. And it makes it even harder when they are in a relationship to even open up and to express and to be vulnerable, like, 
that kind of sucks. <laughs> yeah, for for me, one of the things that I thought that were really it was really interesting, you know, having a five year old son, and what one thing that we've taught him along the way is that when he is upset, when he is going through emotions, is to be able to speak them out loud and tell us what he's going through. Yeah, and and honestly, I wish I would have had that as a shorty. Like that would have helped me out tremendously. But, but being able to see the, the way that he interacts once you say like. How are you feeling right now? What are your emotions? I'm frustrated with you, Daddy, because of X, Y, Z. I'm like, oh, word. I'd be frustrated too, you know. So, right. but right. allowing allowing our, our black boys and 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 men to to be able to express themselves and communicate and learn how to communicate so that their other halves can understand how to help them. Right, and I I, think I have a seventeen so year old daughter. She's seventeen. Mm. Sorry, seventeen. Yeah. She's a she's a whole a whole young lady. Wow. <laughs> no, but the thing, the, the thing is with that. I thought you know, she was seventeen. Like, said, like, <laughs> you know, it's the same thing in this household. I always tell my daughter: be expressive. Don't hold anything in. You know, like don't be uh, fearful of expressing yourself to your mom and dad. Most importantly, to the people around you. You know, the people mm-hmm. around you. Believe it or not. As teenagers growing up, we've all been there. They would lie to your face straight up. They're going to tell you anything you want to hear or to make you go along with them. In this household, you're going to get the real. Daddy's going to tell you what it is. Mommy's going to tell you what it is. All right. We're going to show you because we've been there, you know. So learn from our mistakes because we've all made mistakes. Now, we we might Mm -hmm. express things to you that you might not agree with. But like my mom used to say in the end, you're going to you're going to (laughs) see It's going to come to fruition. You're going to learn the hard way if you don't want to hear what we have to, you know, what we have to share with you. But um, going back to what Marcus said, definitely there was a time where, you know, you just had to be tough. And that toughness also came with a, with a facade, right? Because to be honest with you, like I always tell my boys, who's going to be tough in front of a female? I'm not going to be tough in front of a female. I want them to see me for who I am, you know? For years, I walked around tough, put you know, face all hard and everything. And it's like, what's wrong with you? And that's how I met my woman. You know, it was like in the schoolyard one day, like, why do you always look so angry? Like, I'm not angry. This is just, this is me. Like, nobody, when I'm walking down the block, I don't want nobody testing me. This is just me. She like, right. you're going to find yourself yeah. by yourself. Like, you're cute. You need to smile. You know, smile. <laughs> and believe it or not, Arnie. um... <laughs> Yeah. So, so one day, like I came home, I was talking to my buddy, Sean, and he's like, yo, I don't know if you guys remember, um, Michael Bazin had a book called Man Crying in the Dark. He presented that book to me. He said, yo, T, I want you mm-hmm. to read this book. And I'm like, man crying in the dark, boy, man, listen, I, I don't be crying. He's like, we all cry, man. He's like, trust me, I'm tougher than you. We all cry. All right. <laughs> you talk about, yeah. But the thing is, is because I was ranting about her and he wanted to know like, yo, how come all of a sudden you talking so much about a girl, like she must be something like a eye, you know, an eye catcher. With her. I'm like, I don't know what it is, bro, but I never felt this way before, mm. you know. And I don't want to mess this up. He's like, all right, so read this mm. book. I mean, honestly, the book ain't really, I ain't really get nothing out of the book, but I thought I had an on an uh, understanding after that. I was like, shit, I got this all figured out. <laughs> when really, in all honesty, I didn't, but. The growth of understanding and accepting and allowing someone into my space mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. realize and recognize 
that I was more than the act that I was putting on. She saw beyond yeah. the face. And that's when she I was saw like, through that heart. Yeah. yeah, I was like, okay, uh, you, you done got through the cement. Okay. Um, <laughs> I love it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, she got you all the way together. <laughs> Marcus is smiling too, like, yeah, I, I know. That's what you know what it is. See, knows what it is. So speaking of though, um, so that was that was a powerful perspective on the first question. And that leads us to the second one in terms of on the contrary, right? Like we know that we still have these misconceptions about how um to love a black man, right? We we think we know, women think we know, we love how we think that y'all want to be loved, right? Um, without asking questions. And so that's why we're even having this conversation is because we want we want y'all to tell us, right? And we know that we just have two perspectives, but we're gonna we're gonna use the sample size for what it is. <laughs> but what's the real deal though when it comes to how you need to be loved? Like Tell us from your perspective, personally and individually speaking, as you talk to your friends, as you have conversations with your boys about, yo, when they like she bugging, right? Or like we not, and we're saying she because we are talking to individual men who are in um, relationships with women. But when it comes to what you wish you had, like what's the real deal with how you need to be loved as a black man? Man, I, I would say unconditionally first, right? Like, like it's like we're gonna have our tough times. We're gonna go through things, and just being able to find a way to communicate with one another is very valuable. Something that I'm still learning on on do on how to do properly is how to communicate properly. So I'd say that it, you have yep. to allow allow grace for one another so that you can go on this journey together, right? Like, we, like when you start out, like you're trying to figure each other out and figure out what what's going to work, what's not. Um, so communication is, is first and foremost, the most important to me. Um, from there, it's also just understanding like, like what, what others, other people's love language is. So, yeah. so for me, I've always been like, a have always been someone that is that I, I like to just do, I like to just do things and just go. What I'm learning is though, that I, I, I like words of affirmation. I like, um, understanding, um, uh, how to how to communicate properly. Um, I like it when people when when my better half asks me what am I experiencing right now. Like if, if she sees a way that I'm looking or a way that I'm that I'm that I'm like just just maneuvering. Just just where are you right now? What's going on? And I'm like this is that's new to me. Like before I've always been like oh, I'm good. I'm good. like no, I'm, there's nothing yep. wrong with me. So so <laughs> being able to have those conversations, even though. And they don't have to be long conversations, just a simple question. It's like, check in, like, where are you at? Like, you, you don't look like you like you here right now. Are you good? And just having a simple answer, like, oh, I might need a couple more minutes or you can continue on with the conversation. I'm telling you, like, it, it has worked wonders for me, honestly. And those, they seem small, but they they are very large in, in, in the grand scheme of things as far as, like, <laughs> just understanding yourself and understanding your partner and how to move forward. 100%. 100%. Yeah, I always say communication is definitely the key and know when to basically, I hate to put it this way, but as men, we basically ride off of our egos. It took me a while to swallow that. That part. That <laughs> and part. Yeah. Yeah. 
you know, so I think once you get rid of, you know, uh, the selfishness, uh, allowing and accepting your partner for who he or she is. And the key thing that Marcus said, you have to pay attention. Body languages is very important, you know, just being supportive. And when I say supportive, I'm not talking about like financially supportive or anything like that. Emotionally, it's always the simplest things. You don't have to do too much. That's the thing. As men, we don't we don't want to because we can handle a lot. You know what I'm saying? We can handle a lot. But it's the simplest thing. Like he said, you know, just checking in. Hey, babe, how was your day? Is everything going all right today? Let's sit down and talk. And then we just go from there. But sometimes, you know, and I hate to put it this way, but some individual, they just feel like they have to go above and beyond. And certain individuals is not used to that. So when you do present mm -hmm. it, it's like they don't know how to accept it. And that might be a turn off yeah. for you because that individual, your partner might be like, whoa, what the hell is all this? Nah, I'm good. You could have just got me a Corona and a sandwich and I'm good. You know, we ain't have to go. We ain't have to do all this. <laughs> you know, right, like we right. want that. We want right. that partner, that girlfriend, that wife, that buddy, that best friend, you know, all in one. And women are nurturers. So you guys can do this. You you have all these inside of you, period. That's it. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, trying to do too much. <laughs> one of the no, things that I've, that I've really, um, that, I, that has really been of great value in my relationship as of lately is that my wife has asked me, you know, typically after I come home from work or whatever, uh, or after we've had, you know, a long day. One of the first questions she started asking me was instead of like how your day is going or or you know like what what happened that was good it's like what frustrated you today like as one of the first mm -hmm. questions to ask me and i was like and i was kind of like perplexed the first time she asked me what frustrated me why you why you coming at me like that you know but <laughs> but it's like one just breaking down the the, the the barriers the walls that i may have right. you know in society and i'm like mm -hmm. man this 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 and then the the next question is well, what 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 was good about today? Like, and so then we're ending on a positive note anyway. Yes. And I honestly, that that little switch right there has been wonders for me. I like oh, that. I that being expressive. I do that with my anything off. Yeah, I do that I'm with sorry. my son when I pick him up from school. It's okay when I pick him up from school. Like, I can see it on his face that maybe something was bothering him, and I won't even drive off until he tells me what happened. Because it's like if we keep pushing this under the rug. And under the rug, then you're going to hold all of that in. And it's okay. If something bad happened today, let's talk about it, move on from it, find a solution, and then let's talk about the good stuff. So I, I also use that same approach with my son, and I found that it works wonders. Because then he comes home, and all that energy, that negative energy that he had from whatever happened at school, he's been able to get it off of him. And you don't have to yes. bring it in the house, because I'm huge on bringing that energy home, like, no, let's leave that outside. Yes. Leave that yep. Right. Right. I'm going to have to practice that one because <clears throat> I am a whole Sagittarius. Okay. Like a whole. So is Diana. Oh, my goodness. I'm a whole Sagittarius. So if I ask you that question and you tell me nothing i'm good which my husband will sometimes do because he's trying to also protect my energy protect you i'm gonna feel some kind of way i'm be like what <laughs> why you good you're all screwed up you know what i'm saying like but i can tell that you're not and so i need to right. know too like how to allow for the space of i don't really want to talk about that right now 
be what it is because Veronica will be like, well, but you mad. I could tell you mad. So why it's you not? You gonna oh, stay mad? Because if that, you gonna be mad, oh, yeah. then I'm not yeah, trying to. Yeah, be mad. You know what I think? Yeah, a lot of times, we all got our listen, uh, We got real with. No, that's real. A lot of times when we're in arguments with people, we want them to finish the argument right then and there, no matter if they are even ready. But because that's because we're fulfilling something within ourselves. It's like, no, I'm ready to talk about it. So let's end this now and that person may need time because sometimes when you push a person too quickly then they be, they say something that they didn't mean to say because you didn't even mm-hmm. give them time to sit with it i've, I've learned time. that too all the time yeah. i'm learning it q be like veronica if i say i'm not going to talk about it right now we're not going to talk that's about me. it right now that's and it. if you that's ask me again out. You're gonna get a response that you don't want, and so but we had to grow to that point of I'm like, I'm right. asking you what's wrong, you telling me nothing. I'm keep asking you because I want to make sure that you're good. He's like, But I kept telling you nothing, I wasn't ready, and then it's yeah. a whole ass argument. And I'm like, Wait, whoa, 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 why are you yeah. blowing up at me? It turns on because, you now. Yeah. <laughs> now it's all about my feelings, right? Yeah, <laughs> because you're asking fact that I said I didn't want to talk about it right now, right? So it's like if we're getting to the point in the conversation where we're not hearing each other, Q needs to walk away and V needs to shut the fuck up. Shut up. He gonna listen to this episode like, who the fuck you been talking to? I've been trying to tell you for years. <laughs> right? How come you ain't tell me you got it, but you gonna tell these niggas on the podcast you got it, right? But, but that that's so true that that is exactly me like i am an analyzer and so there we could be we could start to start to have an argument or something like that and i'm instantly going to check out because i'm already starting to analyze yeah. why why me is feeling this way what's going on and i'm and i have to go collect my thoughts and come back to be able to make a sound judgment decision as opposed to doing something in the moment that is probably more emotions is going to end up leading to a different conversation that we're just going to blow up and so it's something that Mia always asks. She's like, she wants to have the conversation right now. I'm like, yo, honestly, I just need time and space. I might yeah. need a day. I might need just some time. But again, I'll right. come back to it. But I can at least have an, an articulate conversation and then not just be some blow up. And honestly, that's just been a saving grace for me. All right. Yeah. All right. I mean, sometimes you have to respect. Well, not sometimes. All the time you need to respect boundaries. Like if, you know, coming home from a hard days of work and... I had a bad day and I just said, you know, give me some time. Just give us that time. You know, being home should definitely make things better. And every time I get Mm -hmm. home, I am better, but I still have what I was dealing with in my head, you know? So let me just wash that off. (laughs) And then when I'm ready to talk about it, we can speak about it because if I'm not ready and you keep pressuring me, it's going to escalate into an argument. And then one now when we start to argue, it's like, you're not even the reason, right? You know, right. we're not even the cause of it. You're supposed to be my mm-hmm. happy space. You're supposed to be my peace, my zen when I come home. Besides me laying down with my plants, because I do. But you know, <laughs> you're supposed to be, you know, the place, the place of comfort. You know, so I try my best when I do walk into the home, not to have that face up, or sometimes just to beat her to the punch. Like, oh my god, let me tell you about my day. Let me tell you about my commute. Let me tell you what happened today. Before she's like, you know, why do you look that way? 
because sometimes that triggers things too. Just the, the way you ask and question can trigger the emotions of what you was dealing with earlier. <laughs> so it's like, you know what? Let me just beat it to the punch and say, hey, oh my God, my day was so rough today. You don't even believe what this guy did or whatever the case may be. And then we can start to, you know, have conversations. She's like, all right, thank you for sharing me, sharing with me. She might have uh, uh, solutions of how to handle it. But at least we spoke about it before it escalated into something else. Mm-hmm. So if I'm hearing y'all correctly, it's like while we may have the perception of tough, hard, stoic in some nature, y'all want to be handled gently. Like, is that pretty yeah. accurate? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't think tough. about that. Like, tough. <laughs> well, the toughness, the hardness and stone, like you said, that that's there regardless. We're men. That's going to be there. Right. But that's not going to be there with my love. That's not happening unless it's called for. You know, and when I say call for, I mean it's something out in the streets, not in the household. I have no reason to ha- to be tough and, you know, like put on this whole front for my woman. She already know me to a T. She's like, oh, you really that tough? All right, where you sleeping tonight? You're not sleeping next to me. And that toughness just goes down. Like, wait a minute, what? what yeah, you mean I'm not yeah. sleeping next to you. Yeah, I, I am not gonna. I'm not gonna argue and go back and forth with you about. Oh, yes, I am. We not. Nah, we not gonna do that because it's a battle. I'm not going to win, and I know that for a fact. <laughs> I know I'm not gonna win, so I will settle. So they, the toughness is out the window once I start to settle. It's like, okay, you know what? Even admit, you know what? Admitting the fact that knowing that you can accept being wrong. Is really mm. big in a relationship. Yo, even that's sometimes a whole, you know it's not your fault. Yeah, even when mm. you know it's not your fault, but you say, you know what? I totally accept that because I just don't want this to escalate into something else. Most of the times where we do get into arguments or dispute or whatever the case may be, it's childish. And most of the time, we don't even understand what we where the argument stemmed from. We're like, wait a minute. Yeah. What the hell is going yeah. on? Because we done took it so far. So I always mm-hmm. tell my lady, I say, you know what? From day one, I was raised by four women. And that's why I always said, I always thought I had things figured out at a young age because my mom, both my aunts and my grandmother was always putting value in me. This is what you need to do for a woman. This is how you need to take care of a woman. Don't buy a woman's shoes. She's going to run out of your life, which I thought that was so silly. But then it did happen. I bought shoes and I really thought the myth was true. I was like, oh, damn, she really gone. <laughs> but <laughs> but um, <laughs> I'm that serious. But um, one one uh, thing that we came to an agreement with, well, actually, she brought it to my attention. She was like, I know you've seen the Cosby show growing up, right? It's just a TV show. But did you ever see Claire and Cliff go to bed upset? She's like, we're not going to do that. We will never go to bed upset. If you have something to talk about, I don't care what it is. If we up all night, we're going to talk about it. And I'm like, damn, all right. <laughs> no problem. <laughs> That's how we deal with a lot of things. That's Talking. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what's the matter? What's the matter? Jade, what's going on? <laughs> Listen, I'm I'm this just makes me think about the situation that I just left because I, I don't know. I really don't want to like get into all of that, but the things that you guys are saying, like I as a woman and as as a woman who loves relationships and things that I've learned, I allowed 
a lot of this into the relationship. I gave him the space that he needed. I allowed him to be the man that he needed to be. And it's still just like, it just makes me think like, it just makes me kind of upset. So I'm sorry. <laughs> Oh, okay. Kind of but you know, sometimes, moment, sometimes the, the the character, and when I say character, the character of a man, like most individuals don't know what they want. They might mm-hmm. express to you vocally, <clears throat> lay things out on the table. I want this and this and this and that. And when you do present it, they don't even know how to handle it. They're like, whoa, whoa, no, no, no this is just too much for me. Right. <clears throat> it's just been proven that women mature much faster than the men. Period. Yes. It takes... It takes time. It takes a lot of time and wear and tear for a man to know what he wants. He just doesn't come out the gate and say, well, listen, I want to get married. I want to have kids. Yeah, it sounds great. But what are we going to do and establish? This is a woman speaking now. You know, a man would say these things and a woman was like, all right, that sounds great. But what are we going to do to build and get there? Like we have ideas, but we really don't have. Marcus, you understand what I'm saying? Like, we have the ideas of everything that we want, but the woman will lay it down for us of how to get it done, you know? And that's where the compromise comes into play. If you can't compromise, you're going to have problems. Mm-hmm. Big problems in the relationship. <laughs> like, I, I, yep. like, you know, I had uh, five friends that we've been friends for over 30 years. And we make it our duty. Well, since COVID came into play, we just speak on the phone or whatever, but we always used to link up every weekend. We link up and we talk express vent or whatever the case may be. Now my buddy, Patrick, he's the mature one, the more mature out of all of us, you know? And when I say that, because he's a little older than us. And when we speak about relationships, I always say, man, you got it made. You know, you got the kids. I want everything that you have. This was when we was much younger. I want everything that you have. And he's like, no, you don't. You don't want these problems. And I never looked at having kids as a problem. But it wasn't just the kids. <laughs> he was just talking about everything. <laughs> right. He's just talking about everything collectively, you know, and I didn't realize that until I committed when I made my mind up and was like, listen, I'm not playing the field no more. I'm happy with the one I'm with. And then those problems became love problems because i do love them (laughs) they're needed sometimes (laughs) it sounds crazy but they're needed sometimes not to the point where we're argumentative but just to the fact that we can talk and i have that partner that i can share things with i love that i'm right there with you like like being able to just communicate with my partner and and just someone that i can be vulnerable with and they can be vulnerable with me and we can grow together it's phenomenal. We're right. going to have ups and downs. We're going to go through all kinds of all kinds of shit. But yeah. like for me, I, I love the fact that I'm I'm building something with somebody else and we are we are on the same wavelength for the most, most part. We're we're still learning right. how to communicate, still learning all all these things, but but at the end of the day, I know that she's got my back and I got hers. Hmm. You know, I could say so much. I have so many like follow-up questions. Um, but I'm gonna stay focused on what it is that we we have here because I think that this is definitely no ask us follow-up questions. That's the whole point. Let's go, go when now. You, it might help when, me. When do you get to that point, right? Where you are able to say, recognize and realize that all right. 
now is the time for me to make that TR, you said playing the field, that switch, right? Where you have many women, myself included, didn't feel as though I would be able to even have that conversation with the potential of who I was with because now I want to rush you into some shit. You know what I'm saying? Now we want to, oh, we got to talk about this now because you ready to talk about it. But it's like, so what are we supposed to do? Be ready for you to bring it to us and then be like, okay, I have the plan all ready to go. Here it is, like all laid out. Like, <clears throat> help us understand for, for two of two men who decided to A, get married, one, and stay in a, a committed relationship, the other, what? When did that time come? How did you know it was that time? And how do you then articulate it to the person that you're with? Mm. All right. Because so, we can't be guessing. Do I wait on him to be like, okay, this like, is my we girl. Don't, we don't. <laughs> double um, dutch. You can't double dutch. You like. Right? Yeah. Oh, Say this when when I when I met my my now wife then girlfriend I had already had envisioned that this was someone that I wanted to be with but I didn't want to articulate that right away because I just needed to figure out my life and my situation first and, and then and then we can start to have that conversation later on so so I remember uh, my wife being much more. Uh, ready to, to, you know, get married and everything else. And I was like, nah, not yet. It's like, and it's not like I'm playing the field or nothing like that. I just, I just needed time to grow myself. If, if I want to, if I want to be the right husband for, for her, I need to work on myself first. Right. And so that's what I did. Right. A lot, a lot of, lot of soul searching, a lot, a lot of, a lot of prayers, a lot of just maturing. I mean, I, I came from a, from a, an area, area where I was so caught up in just like, being out and just doing things and just like moving however how I wanted to move, not having to answer to anybody, like and I loved it. And so, but I knew that that wasn't was what was going to make a marriage, right? Like that's not what a man does in a marriage. So I had to figure out, okay, how do I start to cut some of my friends out of, out of my life? Be that word that were not real friends, you know. Number one, right, uh, right. Two, how how do I be the the husband that that she that she that she um deserves? And and that took for me few years like it took a few years for me to really like like navigate this situation but ultimately what ended up happening is is i knew that as we started getting older as we had been in this relationship for the time that she was someone that that i i felt like i am now worthy to be her husband that that's how i looked at it i am now worthy to be her husband and so now i have the conversation with her to say like is is that how she sees me and, and so we had the conversation. And again, she was three years. She's like, all right, nigga, I'm waiting on you. What's, what's going on? <laughs> and, and, <laughs> but what ended up happening is that I, I found it. I, I wanted to be special and not something that was just like planned and that she knew everything was coming along. So I had to set it up a way that let her know that, yes, I hear you. I see you. I just have to do it on my on my own time and, and just respect whatever your decision may be. And it ended up working. So did you, <clears throat> T, I'm going to let you answer as well. Did uh, you? I, was, I mean, I'm 100% with them. Okay. As you were going through that process of vetting yourself, really, you know what I'm saying? Like really preparing yourself. 
did you articulate that to your other partner or did it just like we're going along with the flow and the reason i'm asking you this question is because many times as as tr said as nurturers as planners as people who want to know as as very um what word am i looking for i'm just gonna say nurturers right like and wanting to feel that love and affection and assurance, not hearing those things yeah. allows for other shit to come into the mind, yes. right? Like yep. this fool out here running the streets. I've been mm-hmm. with him eight years and we ain't mm-hmm. married yet. What, like, it, because that's what, she, that's what she wants, right? That's what yeah. a woman has, has articulated to you. Cause we can tell you within 35 minutes. You're right. If you go back, <laughs> right? So that's the question, right? Like, did yeah. you tell the other person as that process was happening? And and to be real, no. And the reason was because I wasn't mature enough yet. Like, I'm gonna be very like I wasn't mature enough in my head. I'm having these these internal conversations with myself. Like, oh, why don't she get it? I'm not expressing it to her because I didn't have the words to communicate it to her at the time. And so she's over here like, you bugging? Like, what's going on? And I'm like, nah, nah, I got a whole plan. I got a whole. Well, what's the plan? Ah, nah, nah, nah. nah. (laughs) You know, but I I wasn't mature enough to have the conversation. And so it wasn't until until I started to get my myself together from a from a financial standpoint, from a career standpoint, just lining things up the way in which I thought that they needed to be lined up spiritually, et cetera. And and then once I was getting ready to propose, like that that year uh, before before I proposed, there there started to be a little bit more communication, but I still wasn't articulating it the way that I could today. You know, like I just I just wasn't mature enough yet. But when we got to the proposal stage, like I, I articulated it very well during the, the proposal stage. He's like, girl, I got an essay. Hold on. Let me pull out these yeah, papers. Right. Like, you gotta get all these words. <laughs> like I don't talk a whole lot, but now I am. Right now I am. I'm gonna express how I feel about it. <laughs> mm, all right. Jay, you got some questions you wanna ask these fellas. Um, yeah, As so she marinating, y'all. She is marinating. You soaking <laughs> you over there, Jay? You soaking? It's yeah, gonna be all right. Just, Time heal all wounds. I'm just taking that it all part. in. Um, okay, I'm trying not to get emotional because this conversation is making me emotional. Get emotional but, if you need to. <laughs> it's okay to cry, man. Um, it's okay. Yes, I know. Don't say that. <laughs> you know, she a cancer. Why you say that? Listen, I'm living with a Sag and a Cancer. I know these things, but Ooh. it is okay. I mean, it makes things better. It makes you feel better. You it have does. to. You just have to let it, it out. You can't keep. Jay, you know, let it out. Yes, we are vulnerable and authentic with each other. So, yep. right. whatever you need to let go and feel in this moment, we are creating space for you to do that, sis. Yeah. Well, I like my mom said to me before, listen, when somebody leaves your life, it's just open up a door for someone even greater to walk into it. So don't yes. even sit and ponder and think about all the things that you did wrong. Don't even worry about that. Just move forward. No. Woo. You guys, I think I want to do this today. Um, anyways, well, I appreciate it. I appreciate the safe space. That means a lot to me. Um, you go around it for you go, because I can't yet. 
I was going to ask about how to love through the tough times. Yes, um, that I need to know. Listen, I'm about to I'm about to bring out my notes on my phone because we all know we typing. That's all y'all gonna hear <laughs> on the screen. Um, we know that relationships are not perfect. Um, nothing in life is perfect. That is a facade. That is a fairy tale. Um, and what I have also realized about my experience in my own relationship is that though, when you are able to overcome those tough times, it, it makes things stronger, even though it's hell to go through, right? (laughs) You do not want to feel that shit at all, right? We avoid some things, but sometimes past trauma and baggage shows up differently. And now we have to deal with it in our current situations, but um, I know that for me, I am hard to love through tough times because I close myself off. <clears throat> That's my protection mechanism, right? Like that is how I protect who I am. I will throw up a wall that is thicker than, I don't even know. And it's hard to break down, right? Um, And I have a Taurus husband. Oh, that's me. I'm a Taurus. You already know, we butt, butt heads all day. Taurus husband. <laughs> Ooh. So, um, that's why I like you. That's why. That's what it is. That's why y'all. That's why y'all fucking yeah. together. Like, yeah, dude, talking on the phone. Y'all just how y'all get to a whole other level. Y'all just mad. I asked you to talk to Marcus about this. <laughs> um. But it is hard to love through certain personalities, right? Um, Because people are people and they bring what they bring to whatever situation that they are in, right? Regardless if you want it to be perfect or not. And so what I have found in my experience is that when you are trying to remember the person you are with, that romantic relationship and see past the hurt and see past what's in front of you that is currently an obstacle. Um, What does love look like in that situation, right? So how do we love you as Black men through tough times? What does that look like? Help us navigate through the other side, to the other side. I'm going to say this. I put this question... um, on our show format, I put this on there. And the reason why it was such an important question for me is because loving through the tough times is what showed me the true colors of the person I was with. Um, It showed me that because I'm not going to push myself into your space if you don't want me there when you're going through something. Like I understand, you know, you need your time. I'm going to give you that. But I realized that while I was giving this time, you were also choosing where you wanted to be. So you kept yourself away, you know, out of whatever it was that you were experiencing. But it showed me that this is a pattern that you continue to go to or run to where nothing else matters, your relationship, nothing like I'm solo dolo because I'm going through some shit and it was a continuous pattern. So Loving someone through their tough time for me was very difficult because it showed me that person's true colors. It was like, mm-hmm. if we were to ever get married, you can't run. We in the same house. Like, 
how would this work with us just dating? Yes, you can stay in your place forever. I don't see you for weeks on end, but then it's like, is that even healthy in this relationship? So that question for me was important because it showed me like, this is, this ain't gonna work. Like this tough time you're going through or this pattern that you pick up because of your tough time is not healthy for either, either one of us. And so I just kind of wanted to hear from the male perspective. Like, can, can I ask a question about real quick? Um, yeah. Were you actually, was everyone here in the room friends before they be, became committed with their partner? Um, well, oh, you guys, we weren't. I mean, we were friends a little bit for like maybe a month and a half. And then we, you know, started dating. Because yeah. I believe having that friendship first is important. You know, like Diane and I, we've been together for 19 years and I've been committed to Diane all 19 years. I mean, the temptation has always been there, but then my will, my conscious, you know, just I have to be a strong person. Like, listen, I'm happy with this is who I choose to settle down with. This is where I'm happy at. Don't even waste your time trying to fuck it up. But mm-hmm. I say that to, I ask that question just to say, you know, I believe when you're friends first before you become lovers, it's very important because once you establish mm-hmm. that friendship and you can speak to each other on that level, you know, every other level will be accepted. So mm-hmm. when you said, Jay, that, you know, y- your partner was running off to his space or whatever he was doing, he wasn't comfortable speaking with you, whereas he should have. Now, when it comes yeah. to levels of connection, you know, spirituality, emotionally, spirituality is very important. Like if I can't pray with you, I don't think, I don't think we're going to exist. You know what I'm saying? If I can't come to you and speak to you on every single level, like if you can't look at me and be like, okay, well, you one of my homeboys, you, my wife, you, my girlfriend, you, my best friend. If we can't speak on any of those levels, then there's no reason for us to be together. You understand what I'm saying? So, so so I get that. I'm sorry to cut you off. TR. Um, And that's where the confusion for me in the situation happened because we had this dope ass like connection where we talked about everything. He told me things that happened in his childhood. You know, like we were, we laugh, joke, like have fun together. But then when shit got really tough, although I knew what was going on, he would disappear for weeks on end. And it'd be like, like, for example, I remember this one time where he got sick and I wanted to like be there for him, but I wanted him to want me to be there. So I wasn't like pushing my, myself on him, but I didn't see him for a month. And it's like, mm-hmm. and then he did it again. And it's like, well, what the, like, now that is, is causing me pain. And it's like, okay, whoa. <laughs> so so I'll say this. Um, he sounds a lot like how I was or like way like 13 years ago. Uh, not not to say that I, I, right, right. But, but like not, not being uh, absent for a month, but I took like, you know, if I, if I was hurt by something, I would take about two days, two days of, of, of me just like, but, it, but it was because I didn't understand how to communicate my pain, what I'm going through with someone else. And I also didn't want to be vulnerable to that, to some degree at that, at that age, way back when. But but what I've learned, you know, when Mia actually was telling me a lot about this when we were dating, she was just like, I'm not here for for you to to, to be kind of like this, this sometimesy type relationship. Right. I'm not here for for 
for you to kind of like choose when we're going to spend time together and not. She's like, I'm, I'm truly caring about you and you just need to understand that. And so for me, like, I was like, but that's not how I was raised. That's not how I grow, grow up. So she's like, well, now you got to grow up again. And I was like, damn. Right. <laughs> you know, right. You know? <laughs> but, but it was the conversation, having that conversation. I was like, okay. And I just told her, like, you're going to have to work with me on this because it's not like I'm going to be able to flip a switch and change overnight. It's going to take yeah. some time. And, mm-hmm. and as, but I'm, but I was committed or, or committed to making that change. And she was committed to, to working with me. And still, it's. It, I would say that I still have some of that same issues, though, of like not not running away or nothing like that, but just like putting that wall up, like you mentioned, Ronnie, like putting that that wall up and just being like, yo, like you ain't gonna break this exterior right now because I, you know, underneath here, I'm I'm, I'm broken, you know. But yeah. but yeah. now we're really starting to communicate about it and and understand that like. No, we can. We, we can be very vulnerable. We can have these conversations. And ultimately, she's like, I am going to give you your space, but it has to be in enough time that you can come back and, and, and articulate with me what you're dealing with, what you're going through and how we can move forward together. Mm-hmm. I'm well, like, OK, tried, if you can commit to I, giving me my space, then I'll commit yeah. to giving you that. Well, I tried for almost four years. Um, I'm a very patient woman. But when you I get two days, I get a week. Right. But if I don't see you for a month and we're in the same city, yeah. then that's something else. Yeah. Right? Okay. That's, that's, that's so, bullshit. Yeah. V, you know me very well. You know, I don't hide shit. You know, I don't camouflage nothing. So I'm going to just be real with you. This guy had another person on the side or whatever. Maybe that was his that's main one think. and you was on the side. I hate to put it that way, but that's exactly what yeah. it was because there's no way you're giving me two days. You're disappearing for a month. Where are you going for a month? That means you're out with somebody right. else. Right. You know what I'm saying? Not so even checking in. It is like, what it is. Yeah. Well, no, yeah, we would like, talk on first the phone, of all, but first of all, if I'm sick, I need some soup. I'm calling my woman. <laughs> Baby, can you come, come on? Yes. Like, I mean, I'm not going to get no Campbell's or no Progresso from a can. I want you to make me some soup. And I want you there yes. with me when I'm sick. So by him being sick and running off, like, what are you doing? Like, nah. You, and he nah. did it. So, nah, so that's, it that's, happened. And I don't want to sit. We don't have to like go down this road, but it became a pattern that happened so many times and we would have these conversations and I was like, okay, now I had to, cause I'm, I'm a cancer. So I'm super caring and nurturing and just loving all this bullshit. But it became to the, got to this point where I was like, all right, bitch, like you gotta say fuck how he feels and look at yourself and what this is doing to you. Like you're losing sleep. Like yep, that's not changing. I'm not right young. There. I know I look bomb as fuck, but I ain't no spring chickens out here. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like I would love to get <laughs> married before 40, but that's in two years. Like, you know what I mean? So it's like, don't, you don't have to settle for this. So I had to wake up and I had to right. sort of put on that, yes. that rough, you know what I mean? I had to go back to Cali on that ass. Like, okay. No, like, <laughs> Veronica knows. Like she, she, she knows. But yeah, so that's yeah. But I know how you feel but because you know there's what? nothing worse than time wasted. I'm sorry, V. Go ahead. Yeah. No, go ahead. No, I was saying there's nothing worse than time wasted, and it seemed like you really loved the individual, which is only fine. You know, that's fine, but it just seems like he wasn't honest from the jump start, and. Honesty is very important. And since he was just, you know, yes, seemed like he's still playing the field. <laughs> yeah. And protect your time and energy. Like, like, like you said, like if he's mm. doing all of that, 
you have to protect your time and energy. Like, yes, you you allowed him some space, but that's right. a lot of that's a, that's too much space right there. So yeah, then you have to start right. thinking, okay, it, what is he what is he doing for you in that situation? Mm -hmm. Because you did for him, and he's not doing back for you. Because I got a love language too, shit, and I know mine exactly. Right. <laughs> right. I know what mine is. But that's like the opposite and extreme, right? Like of what it is that we're talking about right now. We have two men being vulnerable with us, giving us the details of what it is that it takes to truly communicate and love them, right? And love looks like thorough communication and care and understanding. But on the flip side, Jay, your situation was total opposite of what it is that we want to accomplish in this conversation, right? And so you know, we've had our our moments, you know, where I'm like, do you, boo, do what's best for you. And we have to, to be reminded of that on either side of the table, right? Like I will be saying the same thing because I grew up with lots of male friends um, still. And that's crazy, right? Because I'm like, I still can't figure this shit out most times. And I ain't had no female friends growing up. <laughs> you know, like... <laughs> Like, so I'm a student, you know what I'm saying? I'm constantly being a student. Um, but we just have to be mindful of what it is that we deserve, right? Like, what do we deserve? And like we talked about before, Jay, um, loving not how we want to love, but how the person needs to be loved. And that is truly, truly, truly important. Um, I want to ask another question. <laughs> and... I love this question because Marcus, I think that you probably gonna it's probably gonna trigger you a bit um, from your oh, last sure. response. <laughs> but TR, you too. Um, what would you tell your younger self? All right, so think back a couple years, um, maybe a decade or so. TR, hell, it'll be twenty years for you. It'll be twenty um, years for me. <laughs> twenty years for you. You're gonna think back. What would you tell your younger self? about loving a black woman. Jesus Christ. <laughs> I don't want to get a, I don't get a phone thrown out of my head right now. Loving a black woman. What would you tell um, your younger self about loving a black woman? I think I think, you know, with with loving a black woman, what you give out is what you're gonna receive. I don't think, um, you know, when I was younger, I played the field and played with a lot of people's emotions and wasted their time. And um, I regret hurting some individuals, you know, when I, in my teenage years, in my young adulthood or whatever the case may be. But um, at the same time, I had to accept certain things. I had to come to terms and have conversations with some of these individuals years after as I matured. You know, I didn't want to mm. keep that harvesting on my heart, some of the individuals who I've hurt or disrespected by playing the field or whatever the case may be. So just coming to grips and acceptance of that I fucked up, um, I had to patch some things up. But when mm. it comes to loving a black woman, you get basically everything you put out they're going to give it back to you because it's it's just like a mirror. You know, my grandmother always used to say, just take pride in the one that you love. And I never understood that. I never understood what she meant by that when I was younger. But as, as I grew and mature 
and realize it's not just about me, right? It's not about me at all. It's about us. It's a unity. And once I, once I came to grips with that, I'm like, all right. And understanding, once I came to understanding with that, I'm like, okay, you know what? This seems like it has potential. And one day I said it out loud. I almost got hit with a book because I, <laughs> I was like, you know, we have some potential here. We, we gonna be all right. She's like, potential? Her mind was already way advanced. From mine. <laughs> She's like, potential? What the hell you think this is? Like, you trying to solve a problem here? But um, loving a black woman is everything. I hate to put it that way, but it's really sweet. You know, I'm keeping it very simple. Loving a black woman is everything because us as black individuals, we go through a lot, period, especially the black woman. They might not share with us what they deal with every day. But as men, if we take the time, like Marcus said, with the love language and reading the body and stuff like that, you can tell some of the things that your lady is dealing with. So mm. I basically, there's so much I can say, V. V this, that's a good question, though. It's, it's a lot <laughs> I can say. But I always tell Diane, I say, you, you're the foundation that I walk on. And um, mm. when I say that, I was like, you laid down the pavement for me to feel secure. So I would say loving a black woman to me is everything. In my younger days... I was, like I said, I was playing the field. I had no understanding, but at some point in time, I had to grow up and say, you know what, this is the one I want to be with and mm -hmm. just put everything to the side and commit. And once I, once my mind was made up, we've been together fair in the square. So, And for me, um, loving a black woman is like, like DR said, it's, it's everything. It really is. Um, and so building them up, to so that they know that you will always be there for them is very important and something mm -hmm. that that I, I, in my younger days uh that's not something that that's not how i talked communicated etc and and i'm still working on that but but seeing how black women are treated in society and is is like us as black men us as husbands uh we have to be the protector the shield for them uh, and, and right. be, be able to to build them up to, and speak very, very confidently on who they are and who they are going to be um, so that they know that you're always going to be there. Um, what I'm learning about about loving my black woman is is how to communicate better with her. Right. Like she she has a love language. It's affection. It's all these things. And I'm not that like I'm just I'm like, oh, we don't need it. We don't need it. You know. But I, I'm trying to meet so that we so that I can be there for her and she's expressed how how, how she feels <laughs> and how not. Right. She she gonna let me know. <laughs> like, oh you gonna get the, you gonna get these hugs. Okay, cool. <laughs> <laughs> but but honestly, I think that that is the biggest thing is that uh, the way that society treats black women, we have to be there, be be their protectors, their their shields, and be able to lift them up beyond belief. Like if the black woman is the queen uh, of the household, like really, like you mentioned, yes. the foundation of the household. Period. If if mm -hmm. if, if, if my wife ain't happy, ain't nobody gonna be happy. <laughs> ain't nobody happy. <laughs> <laughs> hundred percent. Y'all are giving it to us. And and simple too. I love the fact that it's not like overcomplicated. 
we can make some shit complicated. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Overthinking, questioning. Man. Simply put, you know what I'm saying? My husband says to me all the time, it's simple. I'd be like, mm-hmm. shit's simple about this. Like, what? Right. <laughs> you know, but we appreciate the fact that <laughs> you're able to break it down in a way that it's not convoluted, right? It's just like, mm-hmm. right, right. Here is what it is. Right. And if we we out, I will say this um, and I will own it like we have to do a better job at studying our mates when we are in relationships as black women with black men. We have to do a better job at studying, asking questions, not assuming. Um, Yes. Like you said, like sometimes I just want a Corona in a sandwich. Like, why are you doing all this extra shit? You know, like um, it took it took a while to realize for for Diane to realize, like sometimes when she asked me a question, because I realized I said, when it comes to women, you guys love or should I say you ladies love when guys elaborate. Like you just don't accept the short answers of no, it's fine. (laughs) Oh, yes, it's okay, Or just no period. You know, so I've learned over the years to actually elaborate because if Diane asked me a question like, how was your day? And I said, oh, it's fine. It's like, wait, mm-hmm. what? Wait, what's wrong? What's the matter? Layer Come in. Right. Yeah, and it's like, right. yeah, so. What happened? So, yeah. Fine, like, what happened? <laughs> you're like, who did what? Right. And most of the time, it's absolutely nothing. Everything is just fine. So just take it for what it is. You know, just take it for mm-hmm. what it is sometimes. That's all. That's a take it for what I can stay on here all day. I'm loving this. Same, but like, like, yeah. I'm just soaking it in. This is definitely. I know it's just all the way. I think that we answered the question about one thing. Well, we just answered it. One thing everyone (laughs) know about loving a black man: keep the shit simple. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that burns a little bit. I'm like. Keep it simple and have, and have patience, you know? Yes. Have patience. patience when it comes to both your partners. Definitely patience. And then I'd say also, I, I mentioned for black women, like build them up. And I believe that times 10 uh, for a black Hell man, yeah. build them up as well. Build them up. Hell yeah. I, I think Hell that yeah. the black man needs to build the black woman up more. But more. but I do think that, that, that the black man needs to be built up as well. Because oftentimes we're, we're growing. Like, like we're trying to figure figure out how to be the man that you need. Mm-hmm. Are you sharing that? And we need to make sure we're sharing that, right? We're trying to. If Cortez said that to me, I would be like, "Baby, you can have whatever fuck you want. What you need? How you want it? How you want it today, tonight, whatever you listen, your every other desire. Tell it to me like that. Say something like that." <laughs> Yeah. Oh man, I wish you guys, I wish you guys was local. This would have been great to like meet up. Right, to do it person. Yeah, this would have been awesome, we're man. Trying, we're working we're trying on some things to, where that's gonna be happening. Yeah, yeah. We want to take this podcast. We need a roundtable. We can go, and roundtable discussions are dope and exciting. We just have to figure out where we can meet in between because we want certain yep. people on. One thing I've learned about doing podcasting for so long is that you have to vet your guests. Like if we could have brought in another guy in here and he would have had nothing to say. So we knew, well, we knew that you two would talk, you know what I'm saying? And so 
we're going to be planning some stuff for 2022 and y'all stay tuned y'all stay tuned because this conversation has been amazing um i want to be conscious of our time um, as well well let's ask this question going out and this yes this would be a good way to end it yes um so this is a question that or a topic that women every day especially here in atlanta are always talking about and that is a shortage of good black men what are your thoughts when you hear women continuously say there's a, a shortage of good black men out here because I hear it all the time. And personally, even though I went through what I went through, I don't believe that. Um, I just think that a lot of times women are looking in the wrong places or they're all looking in the same place. And so then, yeah, if you're all looking in this one circle, then yeah, it's a shortage because right. y'all not, you know, expanding yourself a little bit. So I want to know what you're up in the strip club are. trying to find a good black man. Hey. Or at the yeah. club that all y'all work, y'all all at the same exact club trying to find the same exact type of man. <laughs> trying to like, find a good woman. I, I mean, they yeah. are there though, but it, it does exist. Well, yeah. I mean, it does exist. Yeah. But um, as far as shortage of good black men, I just, I think black men need to just accept and realize how good they actually are. Some black mm. men don't have a clue of their value. And when you start to value yourself and know what you can bring to the table, it will make you happy and make others around you happy. There's a lot of good black men out there. I, like you said, Jade, I just believe that folks is looking in the wrong area and they're settling, knowing damn well from the beginning, it ain't gonna work. A lot of people mm-hmm. do that. You know, they get into something, they meet someone and they gun ho. They're like, whoo, this is, this is refreshing. But you know, from the very start, this is not going to work, but you stay there for whatever the case may be and miss all the other great opportunities that comes your way. So I just think you need to identify with yourself first before you identify with others. But there's definitely a good, great black man out there. Great, educated, mm-hmm. strong, wealthy, healthy black man. Always ask for the Carfax report, though. All right. Just just make what you say. For the Carfax report. Anybody you linking up with, yep. I need to see that Carfax, man. <laughs> For real. I need to see that Carfax. <laughs> um, for me, I'd say the number one thing is when I hear that, you know, that there's not, you know, any good black men, it's like, what's your criteria for a good black man? Like, that's number one. Like, I always try to question that is because oftentimes we are, chasing these fantasy dreams that we see in movies and everything else and and it's Mm -hmm. like it's like and that's just misconstrued like you got to understand that like a black man is someone that you build up and you walk with together like like they're through you know it's like it's like if (laughs) when i first started dating mia way back when i wasn't considered a good black man (laughs) <laughs> like, like I, I, I would be in that category of like not a good black man. Child, the college days, So, but the thing is, like Tr mentioned, is <laughs> rocking. <laughs> like Tr mentioned, though, uh, when the black man, it starts with us, our, with ourselves. What do we want in ourselves? Period. And and how are you going to surround yourselves with other amazing black men? 
that are going to allow you to grow, yes. mature, yes. That, are, that are going to challenge you in ways that you have not been challenged. Because that's what I had to do. Like I had to, I had to go, go find mentors, people that I looked up to and just soak in some of this wisdom and understand how they've been married for so long. Why do they do this? Why do they do that? What happens during the, these times? And by asking all those questions, a little bit, a bit of that rubbed off on me. You know what I'm saying? Like I was like, oh, word, I understand this. And so surrounding yourself around positive men who are trying to do great things and also that are supporting black women is going to be very, very powerful. Mm-hmm. Now, the thing I, I mentioned earlier with uh, um, when you're looking for a black man, a good, a good black man, you have to take that journey with them and you have to allow space. But don't make it don't make it be too long of space to, you know, like it can't be 10, 20 years that they still trying to grow and become a good man. Like they have to be taking actionable steps along the way to show you that they are that they are trying to change. When I met Mia, I didn't I, I didn't have no money to my name. I, I had bad credit, all that. But but what I what I had was a vision, a, a vision of how, how to how I wanted to be. And I just kept executing on that vision week after week, month after month and just showing my action show that like, OK, this is what I want to be for you. Mm-hmm. Right. But you show you know crazy. Person, like, right? I'm sure Marcus would probably agree with me. A woman usually see the good in the man oh, before the man yes. in himself. Before the man even does. For yeah. real. For real TR. Let me okay. I so believe wait, that. I don't want us to wait. I don't want this to go longer. But what you said, how does a woman separate from what she sees as the good and that potential? You know, they tell you don't fall in love with the potential, right? And sometimes women see more potential in a man than he sees in himself. So how do you separate those two? Like I see the good in you, but I also see this potential, but then you may never even live up to that. Like, is there a way to separate that or? My thing, my thing is communicate that. Like, like if, if you let me know the like what you see in, in him and, and, and how you see this going, like, man, like, let, like let's let's work on this together. Like, build let's him go. up. Build him up. Build mm-hmm. him up. Mm-hmm. You know? And then and then if he doesn't respond, if he doesn't respond in time, then, you know, all right, well, you ain't you ain't about this life. Like, I'm gonna go okay. ahead and move on. That response time matters. That's mm-hmm. a good answer. <laughs> I'm glad that you asked that question. And I'm glad that y'all answered it because my answer was totally fucking different. <laughs> Go ahead, Ronnie. What was that that is why it's so important to have these conversations, right? Because while Jade is asking that specific question, and again, this comes with my personality as well, my my answer was his actions. Y'all answer was mm. help him understand. Stand. He might yeah. need help. Where I'm assuming that you already got it figured out, you just don't want to do it. No, that is why the conversation is so important, right? Because we we look at things very differently. We the potential is there. The fact that I'm with you is the potential. Like that's evidence enough of your potential, right? And so if I'm articulating some of these things to you in a way that is very direct, like Tr said, tell tell him what that is. If I told you, then then I'm looking for action. I'm not looking for um and I'm not looking to help unless I'm asked for that because I feel like I not that I you need to ask me but I don't want to overstep my boundaries right because I can develop the shit out of somebody. I don't want to do that for you if that's not what you want right so that yeah. that is whoo 
that's an answer for your ass. I appreciate that answer from y'all. Keep that. I'm gonna write that down. Listen, I already figured out what part I'm a I'm a use as a teaser in this. I already figured it out in timestamps. Yes, <laughs> y'all. Listen, um, this has been a great conversation, Marcus. I know you have somewhere to go. You got to get your son to his to his event. Tea time. Um, yeah. <laughs> to make sure he ain't late. Um, mm -hmm. But we definitely appreciate the both of you coming on and sharing your perspective. This has been absolutely amazing and enlightening. And I already know there's going to be a part two. So I'm just going to say I, I can't wait say. for that. Let's go. Um, for that part Let's go. situation. We might need to do um, some of that on Instagram Live too. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. You Let's know we're it. always on the same. I'm with I'm going to text you after let you know what um i had some some ideas in terms of ig live i'm actually going into our group chat to tell you all about it as well you tell me what you think we can okay. do a round table on zoom we can right. we can, right. we, can right. we ain't gonna tell all the it's folks about the business because you know folks like to steal stuff they do um marcus tr thank you all so much let folks know how they can contact you and get in touch with you communicate with you, engage with you? Um, for me, uh, IG, Mr. Knight 83. Knight is K-N-I-G-H-T. Um, Facebook is Marcus Knight. Uh, email is Marcus at blackwithnochaser.com. Um, and, and LinkedIn as well. Like y'all, And I'm available. Just give, allow me some time to respond because I get a lot of messages, but I will respond typically within about a week. Right. <laughs> Facts. So my my IG handle is Apartment Jungle. That's A-P-O-T-M-E-N-T Jungle. Uh, if you want to reach me on my personal Instagram, it's TR5050 on every platform. TR5050. Email address M-D-O-Y-A-3-3 at AOL. Look at V. V like, let me go there right now and see what's over there. But um, yeah, man, yeah. anytime you guys want to talk about anything, I'm available. Hopefully I can help you with some you know, solutions, man. Give you some advice. Um, we're gonna need to have one of these sessions about plants, though, because I need a lot of advice. So yeah, so we're gonna set these up. <laughs> yeah, I'm looking at the background plants. like there's nothing in the on the wall. It's clear. It's clean back there, man. <laughs> oh, I, I, they they in a different room right now in the humidifier. That's why. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> we got you, Marcus. Yo, Jade, I'm gonna call you after this. Please do. Yes, call All our right. sister. She needs yeah, it. Yeah, I'm gonna call you. Um, we love you, Jade, so very, very I much. You Listen, y'all have to understand we are an authentic pair here. Um, and the fact that she is even showing up this way, congratulations, because she, she don't be <laughs> showing folks and telling folks. I, you know, I try, I try to that. keep some things separate. You know, I try to yes. keep things separate. Like I got a brand. I don't have a personal page. I have my podcast, but I, I share certain things on there. And so... I knew when we were developing the format for this show that this there were going to be things that would trigger certain things. Like I knew that. And so I even told you, like, I'm going to be sitting back. I'm going to be listening and I'm going to be receiving. Um, so I didn't expect any of the emotions that came with today. But I appreciate the safe space because, you know, you can't do that in front of everybody. So I want to thank you guys. You cannot. 
we appreciate you, Jay, for allowing yourself to um, give us that vulnerability. But y'all know how to contact us if you would like to get in touch with us on all social media platforms. It is The Plant Wine Down. You can also email us at theplantwindown at gmail.com. Let us know what your thoughts are on this episode. Rate, subscribe, and share. And until next time, y'all be good to each other. Peace. Bye-bye. Stay blessed.